Welcome to our weekly devotion. This week I want to look at 1 Timothy chapter 6. So turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 6. And this is a chapter where Paul is encouraging Timothy to stay faithful to what he's been given. And so we see that right away and down here in uh, chapter or uh, verse 2, teach and urge these things. And if anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. Now, there's a lot there, and that's not even the verse I wanted to, to focus on today with you. But just to give some context uh, for the verse I want to look at, we're having this con this contrast with teachers of the scriptures, teachers of the word that depart from sound doctrine. And instead, they get into controversies and arguments, and that might push them to the forefront of people's attention. You have what are called celebrity pastors and the best way, if you look into how someone becomes a celebrity pastor, they wrote a book on a controversial topic, and that got them attention both from people who agreed with them about that controversial topic and with people who disagreed. And that's how you become a celebrity. You are in quarrels and dissensions, but you're not teaching sound doctrine anymore. So by way of contrast with that, I wanted to look today at verse 6, and that simply says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Let me reread that. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Two things Paul is recommending for Timothy and therefore for all of us. Godliness and with that you're content. We know elsewhere that Paul talks about how he's had much and he's had little. He's been persecuted and he's been left alone. He's been in the highs and the lows, but through those, you have to learn contentment. If you're only content when things are going well, then much of your life will be spent in being discontent. Instead, you're content with what godliness brings, and godliness begins with the love of God. You love God, and because you love God, you pursue God, and God rewards those who diligently seek him, and it's that reward with which you're content. You have to expect that life will have difficulties and it'll have different seasons where things seem to be going very well or things seem to be going terribly. And those things are, are not random. They're not just chaotic. They're brought about by the Lord for a purpose. And we can cling to him in all of those times and know that he is uh, refining us. We may be under the disciplining hand of God, but we may also just be getting refined. And um, remember the, the analogy to metallurgy and refining a metal like gold where you heat it up and you have to remove the impurities that come up. So in all of that, godliness with contentment is much gain. And then he gives an argument. Well, why do we believe that? Well, verse 7 gives the argument. Well, we brought nothing to the world and we can take nothing out of it. So if you have food and clothing with those, we'll be content. But if you desire to be rich, You'll fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires 
that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. And so then starting in verse 11, he, he admonishes us, flee from those things. And here's what you pursue instead, righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, and fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you make the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who is his testimony before Pontius Pilate or in his testimony made a good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach. So go back and read all of these things. There's a lot of admo admonition there. This is what Paul is telling this young man. And all of us are in that position relationship to Paul. We're being admonished to pursue these things rather than worldly things. He's focusing in here on money. And with celebrity status comes money. With um, uh, money comes an ease of life. But don't be content in those things. So verse 6 was the focus. But godliness with contentment is great gain. And how do you have that godliness? You take hold of eternal life. And we know what eternal life is. It's knowing God and Christ Jesus whom he sent. And so in verse 15, we get this description of God. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen.